0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Adventures of one obsessed nutrition coach on a mission to create a world where food makes us better. And today is Tuesday, guys, and we are answering a couple of questions that I find to be very interesting um, I find them very interesting because they are interesting and because I hear it from a lot of people on social media, my clients. uh, And once they understand these questions, their life gets a little bit easier. And not in a sense that now they can do things they want to do easier, but that now they have this understanding, peace of mind, and they can actually invest more energy and focus into what actually works instead of some myth on the internet or something they discovered using google that doesn't really work in real life. Maybe it's a magical land of unicorns or something. Um, anyhow, for some reason I am i can't stop smiling this morning. Maybe all the cashew nuts I ate yesterday. Uh, I'm doing this vegan week, with maybe 10 days. Uh, I find it very beneficial and also uh, from longevity perspective, it is beneficial to limit our animal protein consumption because it seems that. Uh, Too much animal protein is um, not a great idea, too much for different people mean different things, you know, it depends whether you're an athlete, you lift a lot of weight, uh, um, how much you weigh, like how big you are, whether you have like really big frame, you're a guy or you're a tiny female, uh, um, you know, a lot of different things. But it seems that it seems that protein from different sources, animal um, animals like cows, so big uh, warm-blooded animals compared to fish, for example, and compared to eggs, and compared to plant proteins, it seems to have different effects on our cellular biology. Even though we really understand very little about that, but from uh, my personal like experience. Uh, when I look at myself after doing this, you know, week ten days of um, not a lot of food, um a lot of uh, green, uh, non fruit, only vegetables and greens juices, uh, and just eating, you know, some food like cashew nuts, maybe pine nuts, maybe a salad without any animal product. And when I look at myself after doing this protocols, I always like see that shine that comes from within and people can notice i start getting compliments like they say like oh you know you kind of like shine from within and i don't know why it happens but i also notice that i do look younger and it's kind of like anti-aging anti-longevity practical and after we hit 30 we all need to do more preservation than things for proliferation, things like eating too much, eating too much protein, or um, too much food in general. So we want to now start prolonging our life, because we already stopped growing. And so every season, I do 7-10 days of some sort of restrictive protocol, Uh, usually involves restricting animal protein and calories for quite a few days. that's what i'm doing right now i don't recommend it as a lifestyle like i never would recommend knowing what i know now to go vegan for life just because vegan foods do not have full profile of nutrients essential for human health but that being said doing vegan days or vegan weeks from time to time um that's actually quite a good idea so if you want to do something like that um Check check out what I'm doing, reach out, and I'll give you my best advice how to go through it in the smartest way so you get the benefits, not the negatives that can happen. Uh, Anyhow, guys, the questions of today, the first question comes from Chris and it comes from Cora website where I answer a lot, a lot of questions about health, lifestyle, weight loss, nutrition, fitness, a lot of different things that I care about. So the question goes like this. Why, Uh, when I eat carbs, uh, I cannot stop? I turn into an eating machine. Over the last 18 months, I've lost 35 kilograms. That's quite a lot, guys. And I don't eat a lot of carbs anymore. But when I do, I go way out of the rails. I just can't stop myself. And there are different angles that you can approach this question from. Um, So, for example, why uh, the question itself, like, why can't I stop eating carbs once I start? Usually, like, I'm not sure in this case, um, but usually in most cases that came my way, uh, people complain about not being able to eat Highly concentrated sources and usually of processed carbs and sugars. So what do I mean by that? Anything that made of a seed flour, basically anything that is not nut flour, not like almond flour or coconut flour or maybe flaxseed flour. Um, anything that made with flour. Anything that's made with sweeteners, with sugars, with honey, agave syrup, or or coconut sugar, whatever that sugar might be. Um, Anything that is highly concentrated source of carbohydrate, like maybe fruit juice, even if it's, I don't know, cold pressed and just juiced in front of you. Um, Also, dried fruits, because all the water is removed and it is a highly concentrated source of sugar too. Um super sweet tropical fruit can also be a problem like super sweet juicy mangoes or papayas um, can also cause that even though you probably hurt your stomach before you get the like hurting overdose of sugars when you eat whole fruit. Um, even like bananas but when you make juice or smoothie out of it that's another thing guys that also might be a problem so the point is i don't hear often people complaining about carbohydrates coming from vegetables like brussels sprouts or broccoli or tomatoes or fresh strawberries like i never hear people complain to me oh you know i can't stop eating fresh strawberries what do i do about that Uh, or i can't eating bell peppers and raw carrots like what can i do with that usually by not being able to stop eating carbs, people mean desserts, um, different pastries, again, anything made pasta, pizzas, anything made with flour, anything made with different sweeteners, sugars, anything refined like juices and, you know, different fruit desserts and uh, whatever that might be, concentrated source of Processed, um, highly processed, usually sugars and flours and basically carbohydrates without all the fiber, all the water, and everything that comes in a whole package, that causes a problem and it causes it for two reasons. Uh, In the question, I actually mentioned just one. Uh, Basically, when you ingest a lot of carbohydrates, Uh, without anything stopping them from being digested really fast, hitting your blood stream really fast and spiking your blood sugar really fast. When you do that with processed carbohydrates, what happens is blood sugar raises too fast. Your body doesn't like spikes of blood sugar because it's dangerous. It can be lethal and deadly for many reasons. So your body, your arteries, they don't like that. Um, So what your body does It brings a lot of insulin to bring that blood sugar down really fast because, again, it can be deadly. Um, And what happens is your body doesn't know how much sugar is coming. You don't know how much sugar you're going to eat, right? So your body overshoots the insulin whenever your body can and that a lot a lot of insulin brings that blood sugar down and a lot of times it would fall down 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 because again your body doesn't know how much sugar it's coming so to be on the safe side your body overshoots it and that causes your blood sugar to rapidly fall but low blood sugar is not great either uh, too high too low it's dangerous so then what your body what your brain trying to do your body and your brain especially they need constant supply, like your brain needs constant supply of glucose. And so when it senses that the blood sugar is low, your brain is screaming, like I need that blood sugar to go up really fast. And what can bring your blood sugar really fast? You guessed it, processed carbohydrates. And then you have intense cravings for those carbohydrates again. And so you eat those carbohydrates again, and then your body is like, oh my god, our blood sugar is spiking again, so I'd better bring some more insulin, and so it shoots insulin again, and then your blood sugar goes down again, and you start craving carbohydrates again, and that never ends until it hurts, or until you actually do bring something to uh, bring your blood sugar into more balanced state without... Eat too much insulin, like maybe you go for a walk, maybe you start doing intense exercise, or maybe you eat something with a lot of fiber and protein, or maybe you just, you know, collapse uh, and sleep, <laughs> falling into food coma or just falling asleep. Um, so one of those will stop you from eating those carbohydrates and will stop eventually that cycle. But uh, you know that's one of the reasons why it happens and why you can't manage your processed carbohydrates um, just as well as you can manage, let's say, fats or proteins. Because even when those are processed, like in a protein powder, for example, or in fat in a bottle, uh, the way our meta- body metabolizes proteins and fats, it's a little bit different from metabolism of <clears throat> blood sugar, blood glucose. It's a little bit more lengthy process, and it just doesn't raise your blood sugar quite as fast as sugar can. And so, yeah, that's why it's easier to manage carbs, or it's uh, fats and proteins compared to processed carbs. But again, um, it only goes to highly processed carbs, not your broccoli, like or I don't know, Brussels sprouts or bell peppers or fresh berries um the other aspect of this is uh, actually when you're when you are consuming a lot of sugar your brain does like it until your blood sugar goes down your brain loves a lot of blood sugar because it means a lot of fuel a lot of glucose and you're gonna uh, there is this neurotransmitter dopamine that your brain really likes it's a pleasure uh, chemical. And also serotonin is also released, also another pleasure chemical. And so when you eat a lot of sweet things, a lot of um, things with processed carbohydrates that hit your blood sugar really fast, you actually get pleasure out of it. And it's quite addictive, your brain does like it. And so that's another reason why you can't stop eating them because from brain chemistry perspective, it is an addictive thing. Um, but then also, your body has to correct biochemistry that is happening to keep you alive, and that's why also you can't stop eating carbs until until something takes you out of this cycle. And so, what do we do with this? What can you do to actually enjoy dessert once in a while uh, safely without feeling like you crave a lot, a lot of carbohydrates and you can't stop? What do you do with that? How do you manage this life situation when you are at some celebration or you decided to go out? And again, desserts, you know, they are not meant to eat uh, at every single meal. Uh, They are meant to be once in a while on occasion because too much sugar is too much sugar. Um, And our body, it's not beneficial for our health. So what do we do to eat that occasional dessert and being able to manage ourselves? You know, I had this problem... Um, managing desserts and consumption of sugar for quite a while until I figure out that I just need to eat a certain way, according to science. And so what does science tells us how to eat to properly manage that blood sugar when you eat a dessert? Uh, Studies from Israel show that our blood sugar is much lower when we eat sugar if we first eat a lot of fibrous things like a lot of fibrous vegetables maybe a salad broccoli brussels sprouts you know those are my favorite vegetables anyhow if we eat a lot of fibrous vegetables non-starchy fibrous vegetables if we eat eat it with good quality protein, you know, maybe some fish, maybe some chicken. Um, So protein, you know, a little bit of naturally occurring fats of that, you know, maybe add some olive oil. So if we eat our vegetables, our proteins, our fats, if we eat it mindfully and slowly, um, by the time we come to a dessert, there is this whole digestion process will start and uh, we're gonna already... We are already getting some nutrients, so we are not that hungry. That's one aspect of it. But another aspect of it is all that fiber, all that protein, all that fat, they're going to slow down our digestion a lot and the release of the nutrients, the release of sugar. So when you top it up at the end of the meal with dessert, you know, normal portion of dessert, not like a whole cake, but a piece of cake, normal piece of cake, and you eat it slowly and mindfully, um, slowly is also important because the slower you eat um, that will allow your body and your brain to um, figure out you know at what pace um, sugar is released and how much insulin is to release to um, balance that. Blood sugar. So, your blood sugar will be more stable once you start eating dessert after all these fibrous vegetables, all these protein, all these fats that slow down your digestion and the release of nutrients into your bloodstream. So, how do we eat dessert to be able to stop it? How do I eat my desserts now to uh, be able to stop at, you know, when I plan on stopping? Like, for example, what, uh, what did I do this... New Year, when I had my dessert made by my cousin, that was an amazing cake, and so I planned to eat uh, a piece of that cake, and I did eat just one piece, and how did I do that? I ate a lot of vegetables, I ate a huge piece of salmon, so a lot of fiber, a lot of uh protein some good quality you know good amount of fat healthy fat there and then i followed it by a piece of cake i ate it slowly i enjoyed every bite and i was able to stop and the next morning i didn't feel a thing guys i felt totally normal no cravings no nothing and since then and now what do we have now it's me i had zero sugars in my bloodstream so Processed sugar, I mean, only natural sugars from fruit and uh, from berries, things like that. So that's how you manage consumption of your dessert. First of all, again, eat slowly, guys, that will also help no matter what you eat. The second thing, it's not a good idea to eat your dessert on an empty stomach, to eat your processed carbs like your coffee with croissant or what else can it be, or your pasta or your rice by themselves uh, on the empty stomach. It's not a great idea. Always, 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 if you want to learn how to manage your carbohydrates, start with... A lot of fiber, a lot of vegetables, a lot of non-starchy vegetables. Eat your salad, cooked vegetables, uh, with or follow it with good amount of protein and fats in it. And then slowly eat your dessert. And you're going to be fine, guys. Believe me, try it. Go into this practice with an open mind and you'll see how much easier it's going to be for you to manage those desserts. But also on the side note, don't forget, guys, that dessert is a dessert. It's meant to be a special occasion thing. Too much sugar is too much sugar. And unless you are some professional athlete, you probably can't handle too much of it anyhow on a physical level. So don't get there. Dessert is meant to be enjoyed in a good company on a special occasion. That's what makes it a dessert, guys. It's like that cherry on top. Um, And it's not meant to be all over your food uh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's just sugar addiction. So that was the first question. The second is going to be shorter and easier, I promise you. So the question uh, is from Mark, also from Quora. What should I do to get visible apps? How long will it take? And for my meals, it's impossible to cut out carbs at the moment. So... Mark wants to see his abs, and he is wondering how long will it take, and he doesn't want to cut out carbs, whatever that might mean. So, first of all, to get visible abs, guys, for every person, it will take different amount of time. First of all, where, where do you start? Are you female or male? How old you are? How active you are? Uh, you know, so many things just interact. And um, it's really hard to say when you're going to see your abs. Uh, It also depends on how well your body loses fat or how stubborn that fat is. But to see your abs in the most productive way, in the most health-inducing, life-inducing way, and something that will make eventually maintenance of those abs much, much easier... So what I always do with my clients, we start working on eight hours of sleep a day, because that will make um, your nutrition part so much easier. You'll have much less cravings, and your appetite and hunger control gonna be much better, plus your body will release the fat much easier for many reasons. Um, I'm not gonna get into details, but believe me, guys, eight hours of sleep will help you with your abs a lot anti-inflammatory lifestyle and diet meaning you gotta manage your stress you gotta recover you gotta exercise but not too much you gotta manage it with recovery balance it with recovery anti-inflammatory diet um unprocessed foods unprocessed carbohydrates non-toxic foods you know Uh, Try to go organic, pasteurized, because if you're consuming some meat with antibiotics and hormones in it, or some other products, maybe some vegetables with pesticides in it, that can disturb your hormonal balance, and you can never see your abs just because of that. So, anti-inflammatory diet, anti-inflammatory lifestyle, and stress, guys, uh, it actually uh, not helps But uh, it adds belly fat into the equation because that belly fat, that's what you see because the fat is accumulating around your internal organs and stress does that to our metabolism. So that's why anti inflammatory lifestyle, sleep, and diet and recovery are so very important. Again, how long it will take, it will be different for every single person you can't tell your body or order your body you know lose that belly fat that's not how it works guys and then when it comes to carbs there is no need to like completely take out all of the carbs Um, you can see my abs all the time i don't cut out carbs all that much really i don't eat any processed carbs zero <clears throat> but i do eat my carbohydrates from my vegetables fruit here in there um, i don't eat starch i don't eat grains uh, and processed sugars but again i don't manage my carbohydrates all, all that much otherwise so you don't you don't need to cut out your carbohydrates completely you can enjoy you know some sweet potatoes here and there some maybe rice or some other um Green, but you gotta make sure that you do manage your carbohydrates so it's not like anything any amount goes Uh, the more active you are the better you usually tolerate your carbohydrates Uh, also you do have to be in a caloric deficit if you want to lose fat effectively and to see your abs it's not magic guys ketosis is not magic or fat is not magic Uh, even if you cut out all the carbs You still might not see your abs. You know, of course, it requires training, physical training. If there is no muscle, you're not going to see it. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) But yeah, you don't have to cut out your carbohydrates. You're going to eat, what I noticed for most people, up to 100 grams of carbs from whole foods totally workable and enjoyable and you can still see your abs as long as you keep in mind your calories guys energy still matters if you eat too much you're not going to lose anything well at first you might lose if you switch from junk food diet to whole food diet but mostly probably because you're still going to be absorbing less calories so energy equation it does matter but so is the quality of your diet of your lifestyle of your sleep so you no know, carbs um you don't have to cut out them but i would probably for um the most effective program i would watch them even from whole foods especially from starchy foods like um grains and potatoes and i'm not even talking about pasta and pizzas and all of that stuff um that's it, guys, so two questions, again, um, to make your carbohydrates less addictive, to enjoy your maybe pasta, maybe dessert, uh, in a better way, to manage it better, uh, just accompany it with a lot of vegetables, and the key, guys, the key is that also studies show from Israel, the key is to eat them first, so eat your vegetables, eat your protein first, healthy fats. It doesn't have to be lean at all. That will slow down your digestion and the release of nutrients. And then after that, eat dessert. Um, If you're eating something like pasta, then I would recommend eating a big salad before that, and then eat a little bit of pasta with more protein, with more vegetables on the side. Or basically, so pasta is on the side and the rest, the vegetables, the protein uh, is um, your main thing on your plate. That's it, guys. That's how we manage our carbohydrates. better. I started doing it successfully and now I feel so much more empowered around my cakes that I don't eat often. Again, desserts are desserts. They, they are not every meal Think and croissant with sugary coffee is a dessert for breakfast so is sugary cereal guys don't fool yourself and um, manage your carbohydrates well with this trick that is scientifically proven and let me know how you do guys uh, try this and see how you do how much craving you have to eat non-stop well you can kind of like okay yeah maybe i could eat the whole cake but I'm totally fine with stopping right now with one small piece of cake. So let me know how you do. Uh, Let me know uh, what you thought of this episode, what you learned. Thank you for listening, guys. Share this episode with one another person who might have troubles ditching their carbohydrates. And most of us will be so much better off when we ditch most of our carbohydrates. Not all of them, but some of them. And when we learn how to eat desserts and pasta the right way, how old school Italians did it. So share this episode, guys. Apply this strategy for your next dessert, for your next meal out. And let me know how you do. I'd really love to hear from you. And again, guys, thank you for listening, have an awesome day, and till next time, eat better daily.